0: In the next 60 seconds, I'm going to show you how politicians make money and why you should be making money the way politicians do. I mean, think about it. These guys have more money than anyone. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And I got to be honest with you, it's been a very interesting couple of days as you're watching the news and Capitol Hill and everything going on uh, in the Capitol building with the Speaker battle. Speaker McCarthy getting ousted. He got the boot by Matt Gates and a bunch of others um, who said, hey, you know what? We got to vacate the speakership because you're not living up to your promises. You promised us A, B, C, D, E, and you get an F. So now you're getting the F out of here. <laughs> and now there's a battle for a new speaker, and that'll be kind of interesting. And I think that either way, no matter who wins, Steve Scalise, Jim Jordan, Byron Donald, somebody else, Donald Trump, is uh, his name is even in the mix. I think no matter what happens, the new speaker will be an upgrade and it will teach somebody else a lesson. Somebody else will know now that the way the swamp used to work doesn't work anymore. How did the swamp used to work? I'm glad you asked. Uh, because I'm going to explain it to you right now. And look, I brought note cards today. I'm going mean, to if you're on the podcast, don't worry about it. I'll tell you everything. But if you're watching the video, there's going to be there's going to be audio visual. It's going to be audio and visual presentation today, which is very, uh, very exciting. Let's get down to it, though, first of all, what's been going on with Matt Gates and a couple of these other uh, conservative representatives who voted to oust Speaker McCarthy in the aftermath you can really start to see how Washington DC works. Basically what happened is when Matt Gates brought the motion to vacate and Kevin McCarthy was booted from the speakership, it blew the lid off of Washington DC. It blew the lid off the Republican Party and it blew the lid off of the House of Representatives. It shows you exactly how things work in Washington and you're starting to see which representatives and which elected officials fall on which side of the platform. And the biggest thing you always have to be concerned about, the underlying motivation for everything in Washington, DC is power and power needs money. Money and power are the two ways you win in uh, the District of Columbia, really in any government office, in any governmental society, but specifically uh, in Washington, because that's what we're talking about today. All these politicians want power and they need money to get and to keep the power. So they seek out people with money to give them or help them get and retain that power. And it's been that way Really, I think, since this country was founded, unfortunately. but uh, there's two different ways to get money because there's two different factions. For example, Matt Gates was criticized by a guy named Representative Graves from Louisiana for sending out he was sending out uh, fundraising messages. About the speakers, uh, the battle for the speaker, when he when he made the motion to vacate, he sent out an email or a text message to some of his constituents asking for funds to continue the fight. And Louisiana Representative Graves was not happy about it. My phone keeps sending text messages. Text messages saying, hey, give me money. Oh, look at that. Oh, look, give me money. I filed the motion to vacate using official actions, official actions to raise money. It's disgusting. It's what's disgusting about Washington. It's also what everybody in Washington does. And I'm sure Representative Graves does it too. Everything you do in the Congress is an official action. So if you send an email or a text message and you say, hey, we passed a budget resolution or we worked with Democrats to make get a wall built or I protected this. Send me money. You're fundraising off of official action. So I don't know why all the screaming and yelling. I don't know what's all disgusting about it. I mean, you call it disgusting, but that's just basically capitalism. In fact, I get really annoyed when people say, why is it that somebody who's doing something they promised to do for a group of individuals who want it to get done, asks them for money so they can keep doing it? I mean, it, the world doesn't work for free. You got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to breathe, you got to drive that expensive Biden gas guzzling car around because gas is $4 a, a gallon and $190 a barrel or whatever it is. Money is required for life. And politicians, I don't know if you know this, it's expensive to be a politician. Your base salary is what, 150, 180000 I think it is now in the House of Representatives. You can't run a campaign on that. And you've got to run a campaign every two years. You need money. Well, where does money come from? In the case of Matt Gates, he'll tell you it comes from the voters. And when it comes to how those raised money, I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have... Oh, boo all you want, who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. I'll be happy to fund my political operation through the work of hardworking Americans, 10 and 20 and $30 at a time, and you all keep showing up at the lobbyist fundraisers and see how that goes for you. I reserve. Yeah, so Matt Gaetz is like, look, I have no problem telling my constituents, telling those hardworking patriots back in Florida, hey, I'm here in the House of Representatives. You know what I did today? I went in there and I made a motion to vacate the speakership because Kevin McCarthy is not keeping his promises. So s- because I want to keep fighting and because I'm under attack and because we need to make sure that we drain the swamp, we need to make sure we get rid of the uniparty. We need to make sure that all of the politicians and all of the leaders who are representing us, we need to make sure that they are representing us and not themselves in the special interests. And so he asks a bunch of people. These are Matt Gaetz's constituents, by the way, if you're looking at the he asks a bunch of different people for a little bit of money, $10 here, $20 there, $30 there. And in doing so, he's able to get enough money to continue to run his campaigns, continue to go back to Washington, D.C., and continue to drain the swamp, continue to fight the Uniparty and the other factions. Now, if you're not like Matt Gates or a couple of other people, if you don't run this kind of campaign, if you are beholden to special interests <coughs> and interest in corporate donors and things like that, you're going to boo when Matt Gates says, I have no problem doing this because our leadership is beholden to the lobbyists. Oh, boo all you want. Right. Um, because if you're not, look, if you're not going to do this, okay, if this isn't your game plan, then you're going to do this. You're going to find one big fish. You're going to find one person, one corporation, one group of individuals, one rich entity. And you're going to take money from that Rich entity. You're not going to bother. You're not going to bother with the constituents. You're not going to b- bother with the patriots that you represent. You're not going to bother with the people in your district. You're going to be like, where can I get just a ton of cash from one big rich source? And unfortunately, a lot of people in Washington, D.C. opt for this route. Now, what's the problem with this route? Okay. If you get money from one big entity, from one big source, you are probably going to be beholden to that one big entity, that one big source. Because if that source goes away, guess what? If they're like, we're no longer going to support you, then you're out of money. And if you're out of money and this is your business model, you're also out of politics. You got nothing else going. So all of these representatives, all of these politicians who go to find the one big income stream, the one source, they get the big check. They then have to answer to whoever cut the big check. If it's a, if it's a powerful billionaire, guess what? the powerful billionaire, they're going to call you up and say, here's what I need you to do. If it's a lobbying group, guess what? They're going to call you up and say, oh, that vote that you're voting on? Yeah, you're going to vote the way I want you to vote, or else there's no more money coming your way. Even a super PAC, even a, even a uh, an individual in Congress, like for example, Kevin McCarthy, he ran a lot of money, and he donated a lot of that money at his own discretion to various campaigns of various representatives that he then thought he could tell how to vote. Because look, if... If Whoever you are, whether you're a billionaire, whether you're a lobbyist, whether you're a corporation, whether you're some other entity, whether you're a super PAC or whether you're the Speaker of the House of Representatives, if you're cutting the checks, you want to call the shots. Incidentally, this is how most Americans make their money, too. I mean, think about it like your boss. You're, if you work for a company, you get one paycheck from one person or one entity and that's it. Your whole life revolves around your big paycheck. You get paid every two weeks, you get paid every month, whatever it is, you gotta pay your mortgage, you gotta pay for your, your, your food, your gas, your car, you gotta send your kids to college, you gotta buy clothes. Whatever it is, this is where you're getting your money. So when your boss walks into your office and says, hey, look, I know I told you you could have the day off afternoon, but I need this thing by five o'clock, so you're going to have to stay late and work. You go, "Uh, okay. Or if your boss says, hey, we're going to need you to come in on Saturday, you're like, okay. Or if your boss says, look, we need you to go to this conference and I'm sorry that it's your anniversary, but we really need to work with these clients and you're, you know, yada, yada, yada. And you just go, okay, because you can't afford to lose that money. Now, think about it this way. Think about if you instead of getting one big paycheck from one source, got a bunch of little paychecks from a bunch of little sources. Instead of being beholden to one company or one organization or one entity, what if you had a bunch of little customers who gave you 10 or 20 or $30? Think about it this way. What if you lost one of those? Cu- okay, if you've, if you've got one paycheck, if you've got like, you're, you're running for office and somebody gives you a million dollars and you're like, hot diggity dog, I can now, run for office and I don't have to worry about fundraising because I got a million dollars from this guy. And all of a sudden this guy says, Hey, I need you to vote to keep Kevin McCarthy in office. I don't want him being ousted. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I was going to vote to oust Kevin McCarthy. And they go, no, you weren't. You've got two choices. Either you vote to oust, you vote to save Kevin McCarthy, which goes against your principles, or you lose the money. And that's exactly what's happening to Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace from South Carolina, she went on with uh, Neil Cavuto yesterday, and she said because she's one of the eight Republicans, she's from South Carolina, she's one of the eight Republicans, and she's learning a very valuable lesson about how Washington, D.C. works. Because after she voted to oust Kevin McCarthy, guess what happened? She started getting threats that her funding was going to dry up. I had been threatened over and over again in the days leading up to this vote over fundraising drying up for me because I was taking a, a vote of conscience, a taking a principled stand at being responsible is, for spending thr- and I'm going to continue doing it. Who was threatening you, Congress? Members of Congress and leadership, different groups outside and here saying, on the hill what they, that think they what can What were con- they saying? That they were saying that fundraising would dry up That I would not be helped That I would be on my own um, I'm still receiving those threats today all So if right, people so want to help They can go to nancymace.org okay. By the way, that's why politicians are always throwing out their websites And saying, oh, by the way, if you want to help, go here By the way, if you want to help, go there That's why they're always sending you emails That's why they're always sending you text messages uh, Because they know Because this is their model They're like, I will go and fight for all you people But I'm going to need your help I need 10 bucks, I need 20 bucks, I need 30 bucks I need your help because I'm going to fight for you. And if you don't give me the money, I'm going to have to get the money from this guy. And then you don't have a say it anymore. This guy is going to tell me how to vote and that's going to affect your lives. So instead of going to this guy, let's go here. And the beauty about this model is, let's say you anger one of your constituents. Let's say you anger one of the people who gave you $20 so you could go to Washington. Well, let's say one of these people liked Kevin McCarthy and they gave Matt Gates 20 bucks and they said, I don't like that you got rid of Kevin McCarthy. I'm not giving you any more money. Well, guess what? That's one person. That's one person. Here, if you lose one person, you lose. Here, if you lose one person, that's okay. The fight, you fight another day. And odds are, you may have actually picked up somebody new. Somebody else may be like, you know what? I didn't like Kevin McCarthy. That guy was a was a, was a douche nozzle. And so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to now vote for Matt Gates. And I'm going to give him some money, too. So this is a perpetually you can you can always renew. It's easier to find somebody to give you twenty dollars than it is to find one big person to give you millions. And in my humble opinion, if you can find more people to give you a little bit of money than one person to give you a lot of money, your life is going to be a lot easier because you no longer answer to the one guy. You're no longer beholden to some big boss man in the sky who's telling you exactly what to do. You are representative of a group. Of an audience, you are representative of a core a group of people you know this is this is your this is your land this is your world. these are your constituents. these are the people these are your fans. these is your family. you represent them and they support you financially. and that is how uh, most great businesses and most entrepreneurs work these days. and I think this is what a lot of um I think this is what a lot of the truly honest and honorable and conservative uh, Republicans are doing. And you'll start to see the people who are attacking Matt Gates, people like, well, Representative Graves, people like Kevin McCarthy himself, when they start attacking you for fundraising off of doing the job that the people sent you to Washington, D.C. to do, A, that seems communist to me, but B, they're basically saying, I don't do that. You know why I don't worry about you know why I don't worry about getting money from the people? You know why I don't send emails to the people asking them for cash? You know why I don't go to the people and tell them what I did for them and could they please help me out so I can continue to do it? Because I don't work for the people. I work for this one big corporation, this one big special interest, this one big entity that gives me all my cash and I answer to them and them alone. And these folks forget screw them. I don't need them because I don't represent my district. I represent this particular rich guy or girl. I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sexist. That's the other thing. That's why, that's why a lot of these conservatives, because you know, uh, or representatives rather, a lot of people are also learning something. They're like, look, I know about, I know like a handful of people. I know Matt Gates. He's always on TV. I know Matt Gates. He's always on, on the internet. I know Ted Cruz. He seems to be everywhere. I know Nancy Mace. Now she's popping up all over the place. Why is it these folks are always in my face and the other people aren't? There's 435 representatives. There's like six that I can name by name. There's six that I see everywhere. Well, the reason is because if you're going out and you're fundraising off of a small group of people that you represent, those people need to know who you are, what you're doing, what you're standing for, and why they should give you money. It's called advertising, it's called marketing, it's called creating content so that you can go out there and get those people's support so that you can give them something in return if 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 Matt Gates or Nancy Mace or anyone else continues to want to serve the people in their district then the people in their district pony up a little bit of cash and they go out and represent them to the best of their abilities and in order to let people know about that you've got to be on TV you've got to be on the on the radio you've got to be on the internet in fact there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of really interesting um scenarios going on with podcasting politicians are jumping into the realm of podcasting why is that well because corporations oftentimes are these big entities that we're talking about. These are, you know, remember the big institution that gives you financial support. You can also get financial support in the way of free media. And if a company like, oh, I don't know, Rupert Murdoch's Fox Corp doesn't like your politics, they're not going to give you that free media, and you're going to have to go buy it somewhere else. Well, with the advent of the podcast and with the proliferation of social media and with the exciting ability for anyone anywhere to create fantastic content it out there, reach their audience, make some money off of them, and then go out and serve that community? That's fantastic. I mean, that opens up the game for everybody. It really is a way to chip away at the big guy. And that is why I started, it's one of the reasons why, I started my Create Cashflow Content Challenge. It's because I've been so inspired by not only what I've been able to accomplish, creating my little group of patriots, my little world where patriotic Americans who think like me and act like me and talk like me and believe like me, patriotic, uh, liberty, love, and freedom defending patriots who listen to this podcast every single day, who listen to my radio show, who watch me on Newsmax TV and follow me on pretty much every social media. Like, it's, I'm everywhere. It's like obnoxious how much of me there is out there, but it works because I know what you want. I know how to serve you. I'm able to do it. And a lot of times you, you repay me by buying my merchandise, by buying my books, by subscribing to my, uh, you know, various different channels. And I appreciate all of that. And that's why I'm able to go back just like Matt Gates, just like Nancy Mace, just like all of these representatives who represent the people and are beholden to the people. Think about, go back to the boss issue. Okay. If this is you, If you work for one company, then you are answering to your boss. And if your boss calls you in the middle of the night, you better do what that bastard says or else you're not getting paid. But if you have a ton of little constituents who work for you, then then you work for all of them. And they say, hey, here's what we want. Here's what we need. Can you do this? Can you do that? And it's actually a lot easier to do your job. You just have to listen to the people and then do what they ask. And again, that's exactly what I do in my Create Cashflow Content Challenge. And it's coming up actually in a couple of weeks. If you're interested, the website address is markkchallenge.com. Markkchallenge.com. And what I do basically is I teach you this, what I consider to be the more honorable Washington, D.C. way of creating content and using it to turn it into cash flow. I mean, you may not be running for office. You may be running a business. You may be an influencer. You may have a small shop. You may be a chiropractor. I don't know. I know what you do. I mean, in the last cash flow content challenge, we had a guy that refu- uh, that refurbished refu- um, uh, churches and he joined because he wanted to know how to make content, how to reach people and how to turn that into some cash flow. So this is the model that I think everybody in the United States of America should be following. This is the model I wish every politician followed. If if you want to be beholden to a special interest or a single billionaire or a company or an entity, by all means. But if you want to represent an actual community, a group of people, a tribe, if you will, if you want to find like-minded individuals that you can serve, that can come to you, they come to you and say, hey, we need this. And you go, I'm going to give it to you. And then they give you money in return. That to me is how we make America great again. That to me is how America becomes really the most, the most profitable, the most capitalist, the most safe, secure, free country ever, because nobody's beholden to anybody and everybody is equally involved in the decision making. And let's face it. Your life's going to be a lot easier and you're going to be a lot happier too because if you lose one per- if you work for one person and you lose that one person, if they turn on you, you're donezo. But if you work for thousands and thousands of people, then you're always going to be safe and secure and you won't have to worry about your finances anymore. And that's what Nancy Mace is lo- is, is learning. That's what Matt Gates already knows. And that's what I hope the rest of Washington DC and you can also learn. Listen, please subscribe to this particular channel. I want you to like it. I want you to subscribe. And I want you to uh, set the notifications because we're going to keep bringing you this content. podcasts videos. I told you I'm obnoxiously everywhere. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to do that. Also, the next Create Cashflow Content Challenge is coming up. And I'm going to delve into I'm adding a whole segment about what happened with the Speaker of the House because this is fascinating. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a whole new segment to our three day challenge, and I'm gonna talk about the differences between special interest groups paying you and the individual voters, because I think it's a great way to illustrate exactly how you should run your business. Run it like Washington D.C. Not the bad guys, not the swamp creatures, not those you know, not those, not those folks, but the actual uh, American and uh, liberty loving, freedom defending patriots who are out there representing you. Um, markkchallenge.com I'd love for you to join us markkchallenge.com you can go read and watch some of the testimonials you can hear what it's all about but get your ticket soon because it starts uh, it starts like I'm just saying TikTok uh, all right that's it listen that's it uh, like subscribe and set notifications I'll be back as before you know it with more information we do this podcast every single day you can download it at Mark K Saves the Republic we do these videos every single day we post them all over the place And um, and I want to make sure that we continue to bring you the truth and the information and as this speaker battle continues cuz like i said we got a couple of people now who are who are actively invo- they're actively pursuing the speakership they want that gavel they think that they're the best person for the job and we need to really rea- we need to take a deep dive and look at them one by one by one and say is this person really the best person for the job are they beholden to somebody what's their motivation why do they want to be speaker uh, i have some pretty good ideas as to who i think would be the best speaker i will say this as a group, as a whole, as conservatives, as Republicans, as Americans, I think anybody right now serving in the chamber is a better shot or is a better choice for Speaker of the House of Representatives to get this conservative uh, conservative agenda through and to continue to win seats in the House. I think anybody is a better choice than the guy who just got booted. Boom. All right. Uh, like I said, more information coming at you every single day. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for listening. Share this with anyone you want to because we got to grow our numbers. You know, we got to make that tribe as big as possible because there's strength in numbers, and we want to be the strongest uh, group of individuals we can be. We want our conservative ideals and our patriotic principles to be spread far and wide all over this country and also beyond. Uh, Because together, you, me, all the other people who we can go out and recruit, all the other people who we can teach and inspire and enlighten, all of those folks, you, me, all together. We will save the Republic.